Hello, my good listeners out there. You're listening to this because you've decided to follow Bruno Luchans. And today we are going to be talking about things of, you know, I, I speak on principles of life. But today we are talking about spiritual life. My topic today, uh, what we want to discuss with you guys, I want to discuss about what is good and what is bad. In relation, of course, to the relationship we have with God. You know, to answer this question, we have started by maybe defining what is, what, what makes a good thing good or bad. And uh, some of these answers seem easy. Cancer is bad. Violence is bad. Death of a loved one is bad. And maybe a suicide bombing is also bad. Most people would agree on this definition of bad things. And uh, these are things that leave us in shock and in pain. These are things that can leave us questioning not only whether God is good, but where the God He exists even. And so now, you ask yourself, if, uh, if God is good, what exactly is good? Is goodness having things that make us happy? Is goodness peace? quiet rest or joy is goodness found in the absence of pain or in the absence of fear or does goodness go deeper than these things i think we've heard about ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 4 a time to weep a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance. It is clear throughout a scripture that God is good, but it is also clear that we will endure pain, fear, and heartache. Even though God is immensely good, bad things will happen. So then why doesn't God get us from the weeping and mourning and just give us the laughing and dancing? <laughs> One thing that is... Uh, I mean, one thing that this verse confirms is that throughout the course of human life, we will experience the full spectrum of human emotion. This verse confirms that there is a time for each of those emotions. Even the bad ones, the ones we don't want to experience. We may never know how God is working through our pain and mourning, but even in the midst of excruciating, I mean, unspeakable pain, we can be confident that He is, I mean, He is present and active. We can know this because Christ Himself endured such pain. In fact, the word excruciating literally means the pain of crucifixion. When we see the unjust, the unfair, the painful and excruciating, we, we can know that Jesus himself experienced that same pain on our behalf out of his deep love for us. And remember Colossians, that's, I mean, 1 Colossians chapter 15, 
and verses 55. Where all death is your victory, where all death is your sting. So, ideally, you normally happen to see these are things that really happen. For example, on Easter Sunday of 2019, uh, this question written about by Apostle Paul became extraordinarily relevant as many of us were getting ready now Sunday best to head to church and celebrate the resurrection. We had news that churches in Sri Lanka had been attacked. Nearly 300 people died as a result. We were once again presented with a strange con- contrast of Christianity. As we celebrate life, I mean, we simultaneously mourn a death. Yet this is what brings us comfort. That although I, uh, uh, we mourn, although we mourn, we do not mourn as those with no hope. Because of death and resurrection of Christ, we grieve with hope. And we can say to even the most horrific death, where is your sting? Paul says in Philippians chapter 1 verse 3, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. In the deepest struggles of life, and even in death, Paul's joy and desire is for Christ to be glorified. When we see the world through the lens of the eternal life, we are given a new perspective. This is why James writes, uh, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I want us to get this uh, writing clearly in James chapter 1, verses 2 to 3. You can open your Bible if you happen to have it, but if you don't have it, listen carefully. James writes in uh, chapters 1, uh, verses 2 to 3, that consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whatever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. We heard about that. We also have to know that there is time for joy. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. In a piece by Al Mahar, we learn that this class Christmas color is not really about Christmas, but about the future. All right, joy to the world is based upon Psalms 98. I think you, 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 you've heard about this song. Joy to the world, joy to the world, the Lord is come. So when we listen to this uh, beautiful song, it is delight from Psalms 98, which declares creation is joy. When the Lord comes to rule and to judge, when we sing joy to the world, the Lord is come. It applies when we talk about Bethlehem and when we rejoice in the gift of the infant Christ. But the song also reminds us that Christmas isn't over. The promises of Christmas are not yet fulfilled. 
earth will f- where i mean on earth will fully receive her king when christ comes again to reign and to rule got that our only true good and our only true joy in this world is found in christ because of what christ has done we see a picture of what christ will do and this is why we have joy this is how we can know god is good and this is why we are able to face suffering with joy the new testament book that speaks mostly i mean most about joy is the book of philippians the irony of this book is that it is written by paul while he is in prison arrested for the crime of believing in christ this is uh, this makes the theme of joy all the more extraordinary prior to accepting and following christ paul had all the things one would seem to want for uh, from life he was educated respected admired and successful a disney phone for i mean this new found faith in christ led him away from that type of security and instead brought him beatings imprisonment and ultimately death yet it is in his new life that paul finds true joy and it is there that we find it as well you get it and always know that there is a future i mean a future without suffering huh? have you read revelation 21 uh, verses 4 chapter uh, revelation uh, chapter 21 verses 4 uh, let's open the bible and uh, read about it he will wipe every tear from their eyes there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the order of things has passed away yeah there is no answer to our question without looking to the future and without seeing through the prism of god's kingdom jesus puts it in this way in uh, john chapter 16 Uh, verses 33 mm. uh, it reads that I, i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world wow this is so amazing i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble you will have trouble my dear brother and sister brethren out there you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world john chapter 16 verses 33 jesus himself never answers the question of why bad things happen in this world other than to confirm that they will continue to happen he confirms that the world is falling because we are out of the relationship with god that we are meant to live the hope and peace we so desperately seek is not found in stopping every bad thing from happening because we simply can't do it jesus even tells us that 
the good we seek lies in confidence that he overcome the world and that through his redemptive work he will one day bring all these things back into order it is only then that every tear will be wiped away and all that is bad will be forgotten we can't keep every evil and every injustice from happening but we can know that god is good he is working even when we can't see it and that one day all that is good and true will be fully restored my brothers and sisters my brothers and sisters let's know that this is not the end no matter how you are suffering no matter how you are in pain you may be seriously looking for a job and you can't find one you may be single for all of the time and you can't find your spouse you might have buried a very good person i mean you might have buried somebody you've been really loving you might i don't know what kind of trouble you might be facing right now i can't even imagine how painful it is but all i can assure you is that god is good he is good he is working even when we can't see it and that one day all that good and true will be fully restored thank you for listening brothers and sisters once again bruno shams speak I, i speak about principles of life today we spoke about our spiritual relationship with christ thank you